Well, joining us in the studio at RNZ's Culture 101 to share some poems, we've got three Pornaki poets and artists who are part of the Meow Girls Collective, Sura Rao, it's Mary Jane Duffy and Mary McPherson. They've just la- la- launched their latest production, which is called Fam Damily. Kia ora Koto. Kia, ora. Kia ora. Welcome to you all. Uh, we've got three of you here. I thought we could start, it's very collective. Let's start by breaking down this name. A Meow Girls Collective. A Mary, Meow. Why, why Meow? Well, Meow came from uh, the Meow music venue. Um, we, we have a long history of trying to find good places to read our poems, and at the, we spent a long time doing that at Meow. Our, our requirements are that it's quiet enough to read poems, that it has a good wine list and <laughs> chips, and Meow, for a long while, fulfilled all those requirements, so we uh, we took that name. Which is quite amazing, really, because Meow, you know, it's a music venue as well. It's amazing that it can kind of be there for fine wine and poetry and be quiet enough, and at the same time you can go there for a very loud concert, right? Yeah, well, we we snuck in. There was a period when it was sort of like opening about five o'clock, and and we would ah. just slip in ahead of everyone else and get our little spot. And <laughs> by the time we'd finished, that you know the other patrons were coming in, and but we'd we'd done our thing. That's quite nice. Were you performing at all? Or was it just you sitting quietly in the corner? No, reading, just just chatting, just sitting in the right. corner, reading our poems to each other and commenting and eating the good chips. Oh, thank yeah. you, Mary. Well, Mary-Jane, I'm going to ask you about the second word in this because it's interestingly spelt. It's girls. People are probably thinking I'm wondering why I'm saying it like that, but it's got three R's, G-U-triple-R-L-S. Well, I mean, I suppose when we were thinking about um, a name for ourselves, um, which really came about because we started a YouTube channel, so we needed to find ourselves a name, and um, the girls, well, none of us are girls. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a pee take on the old, um, on the, on the cat, the girls, and the growl. It's got a bit. Of oh, a growl it's got a it. bit of a cat growl. Yeah, to it's it. got a bit of a cat growl in it. A bit of a sort of some claws behind it. I was reminded of the grills, as in the riot grills. Well, the riot girls, the whole punk. Yeah, grills to the front, the whole feminist sure, punk thing going sure, on. Sure, we'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of collective. I mean, how does it how does it run? How does it work? Well, I think the collective actually began with both Mary and Mary Jane being the founders of this group, and it, um, the original members. Some of them have just wandered off and done other things. Um, and as a result of that, as we made our friendships, we've just brought people in into into the group. And the group has been sort of steady now with seven, seven of us. And uh, and the collective thing is very important because it allows us to um, share our, our works in progress in a safe place. We've got to understand each other and the way we work. And we um, enjoy enjoy listening to the different voices that we bring in. And it's a way of keeping us together, but at the same time being individual as well. So the collective is a, we, we, we meet um, once every six weeks. And it's not necessarily um, prescriptive. And sometimes we bring works in progress. Sometimes we hear other people's works. But it's a way of keeping that poetry world going for all of us. It strikes me this is something that poets seem to be particularly good at doing. Uh, Or at least the girls' collectives of them. I mean, I've known a few. You know, they tend to swap poems, come together, share their writing. You know, there's a really lovely... 
I mean, there's obviously not a big commercial imperative with poetry, but there is a wonderful social imperative, mm, it feels like. Mm. Mm. Well, you build up relationships, you build up trust, and these are people that have read your work for ye- like for years and yeah, ours. Totally, yeah. And so, we, yeah, it's a confidence-building thing for all of us. We know we're on the right track with our work. We, you know, when Mary thinks it's good, we're like, right, it must be good. <laughs> oh, right, I didn't know you listened to me. <laughs> but the other thing about this, too, is this isn't the development of this zine. Um, and I think the fact that we've been together for so many years, we collaborated really well to be able to bring this product together, um, <clears throat> which began as an idea of just, you know, we'll just chuck a few poems in and, and, and pull together a zine, which is what we did for zine part one. But this time around, we were much more uh, considered about what this product needed to be, uh, what we wanted to say. Yes. And once we got a title going, um, we began to think about how we might, pull it together to make a nice reading. Thing. Well, let's let's hear a poem from Fan, Fam Damily, and I'll talk about that title in a second, from you, Mary Jane. Hopefully we'll have time for a poem from each of you. Let's, uh, let's break things up with a bit of poetry as well as music on Culture 101. Um, would you like to read for us? Thank you. Bikinis, plural. Summer is the black dots of oyster catchers, beaks speared into the sand and the cat-sized rat lurching across the road in the middle of the day. I mean, who doesn't like to see wildlife and the young women on the beach? The bikinis get smaller every year, and now I sound like my mother when it's not that long ago that I loved a bikini with its feeling of never-ending youth. She let me buy my first one when I was 15 and unstoppable. That bikini, made from plush, blue and white striped fabric, made her nervous. Stingrays careen around the sea walls, chased by a pod of orcas, and Ed Sheeran is drawing the crowds to the waterfront. Outside the TSB arena, a young woman plays an electric guitar. Hierography and distortion compete for attention, but in a good way. In another summer, years after the first bikini, Mum admires the arm of a young woman, comforting a male companion in Atakaka Street. In her own heavily policed youth, my mother could never be seen in togs, thigh to thigh, with a man on a bench in a small town. I too have noticed the same woman and recognise her as someone who tried to charm me into parking her bus outside my house. Mary Jane Duffy, thank you very much. Wow, that was a winner. That, yeah. that was going to be into the book, was it? Or was a big argument about whether that one deserved a place? Oh, not at all. Um, <laughs> we... Um, decided that we're actually going to have um, people um, curate the manuscript and um, Mary Jane and Sutter took on those roles so we all put in five poems each and um, their brief was to um, actually you know create a little anthology with a narrative running through it so yeah they, they did that and sent the manuscript back to all of us for comment and we made some suggestions, they made some adjustments and oh. we were all happy. Yeah. So, so curate's a very fancy word for selecting yeah. things but <laughs> it sounds like what sort of there was a bit of a, a thread, what's the sort of thread, how does it work? This is a, it's a zine, yeah. which is rather beautiful. Well I mean I think it is captured in the, in the title itself and, and just going back a little bit about how Mary Jane and I worked is that... Um, we found it quite easy. We, you know, some poems are so strong, you just knew that they had to go in. Um, um, and Mary Jane was one of those. Um, uh, Mary Jane had three, all, all your poems could have fitted in, you know, mm. um, and they did. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and I think we decided on the title 
the fam fam family was what fam sort of, family was what sort of drove us into thinking about relationships and how we how we might talk about the different kinds of relationships that sit under that umbrella of that so it is not just about mothers and fathers and daughters and sons and sisters um but it was also about things breaking up and falling away or memories of things that didn't work in a relationship which is actually a, you know families are all about relationships it's a lovely expression fam damily isn't it mm. that was mary's um idea mm. first yeah I, i i realized because i designed the publication that at a certain point it needed a title and that just kind of popped into my head and and everyone went yes so uh, i think it kind of captures the the intensity that you feel about family you know like the the love the exasperation the hurt that's there sometime all that whole mixture of things to do with family and i want to talk about the uh, cover um mary jane because i think you've done the illustrations for mm. throughout mm. uh and there's a, a there's a rather adorable dog lying on its back looking like it's looking very playfully at us um this is your dog i believe mm, yep that's Cheney. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> she will be. <laughs> She'll be. Um, beautiful dog with pink ears. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what she looks like. Just what she looks like. So a lovely playfulness. So did you did you do the drawings especially for the book or were they things that you were just sort of working on? Do they um, respond to the poems, I guess? I, yes. Well, I had, the, I had that one. I'd done that one um, on the cover previously. Um, so I just shared it with, with Mary as an idea and she loved it. And then the others, a couple of them had were done already. One was done already. I, I'd been in Malaysia, so I, there was some people at a cafe who just attracted my attention. So that's the people sitting together. And I think I, the others, I all I did in response. Yeah, the others are all in response. Mm. Yeah. Now we're talking about this um, zine. Where can people get hold of it? Um, it's at Unity Books and Good Books and Bruce McKenzie Books. Great. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. Now, we need to have a couple of poems before you guys finish. Um, Suda, would you like to read something? Sure. Um, I'm going to read, if I can find it, which I have ready and lost it. Um, my poem is called Out of Love Ritual in Ten Steps. One, don't let the sunlight or skylight strike your face, but do watch how his hand parts the curtain. Two, Move your body to the cool part of the bed just so he can see your hips rise under the bedsheet. Three, when you open your eyes, make sure they're slanted to the ground so he cannot see last night's black shadow. Four, take yourself to him, but only when he can no longer stand. Five, keep yourself, but open your mouth to say, sometimes. Six, When he turns to you, stay where you are. Don't move away. Stay where you are. Stay aware. Stay. Seven. No turning has ever reaped a reward, but you may want to think about it, for your lips to move to say, now what, with your eyes slant. Eight. You may invite him to say, now what, and he might say, I don't know, or he might say, with his eyes looking you slant in a little while. Nine. So now turn your body and say, in a little while what? Ten. In a little while, he says nothing. Thank you, Soda. That's beautiful. Um, the, 
I guess it's interesting hearing these poems read as to whether they are almost written to be read or do you think, does it help your process to, to read them aloud? Definitely. Definitely helps your process. It helps you hear things that aren't quite right and and then the, the things that you haven't realised are actually a bit of cadences around vowels and things, definitely. But there must be some poems that don't really come off the page as well. They, they're kind of for the page. Mary, what do you think? Um... No, I'm 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 pretty much that poems, you know, like come alive when they're they're read. I, I mean, there's great pleasure in reading things on the page, but you know that's where you. But when they're read, that's where you hear the inflection and the the meaning. And as Mary Jane says, if there's something not working in it, that's the real test: is reading them aloud. Mm. I also think that the reading of the poem by the poet gives you a little bit of an entree into 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 the world because as a reader you read things differently to the way the writer has intended. Yeah. Well, thank you, Meow Girls Collective, for joining us. I'm gonna, we're going to finish with a poem, Mary, if you've got one. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you performing in Pornaki. And uh, if people can get hold of the zine, Fam Danley, from a bookshop, that'd be great. Thank you. Sugar. The first kiss was up against underwater windows. Legs flashing, the curve of bellies, upside-down faces, the press of lips, strange as sponges. I toppled into a lake of surprise. My long hair, mouth, vulva, clit, spiralled down. Fine sugar coated my mouth. Little grains of shame, like I'd stuffed myself with sweetness, then walked around dirty. Lick a wipe I didn't know. I'd stick to anyone who touched, uncertain about how to disentangle or be disentangled from. I was open-mouthed as a flower above asphalt. I missed lessons on icing sugar kisses, administered by tall people, but at night the scent of jasmine, pink-throated stars inside bush, floated into the rented room I shared with a young husband. It came down the bank, across damp, long grass and cracked concrete. White flowers swelled the darkness. I floated up, breathing in, on the way out. And that was Mary McPherson there from the Meow Girls Collective.